Welcome to Connect Church Podcast with Louise Cardozo. It is a privilege to be able to share with you on this day where we celebrate Pentecost. And I would like to invite you all to open your Bible on the book of Genesis chapter 11. So Genesis chapter 11. It's not a well-used Bible verse for Pentecost, but let's see what God wants to, to teach us today. In Genesis chapter 11, we'll be reading from verse 1 to 9. And the Bible says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrate from east, they found a plain land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them truly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves. Lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down in there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the languages of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. And I would like to start sharing a little bit about this. As you know, the, the story of the Tower of Babel, it's famous and many people know, many people talk, many people teach their children and, and others in their families about how all the cultures and the language came into the world. It is great to know that not only on a Jewish culture and tradition and on the Bible we have this story, but on the Old on the Old Testament times, many other cultures and civilizations had similar stories, sharing the similar thing. But we need, as always, try to understand the context where they wrote this text or where they, they, they brought this tradition to help us to understand the why. The why they were sharing about a tower in Babel that was trying to reach heaven and trying to reach the place where God is. So let's, let's go back there. Thousands of years ago. Oh. And just imagine with me a land after the big flood. You know that came after the flood. The whole earth was destroyed with the flood. And then this whole tradition that God destroyed the earth. Because they were weak. Because they were evil. The whole thing. 
And then people had this great idea. You know what? God came and destroyed us once with flood because we were evil. Because we didn't obey or didn't walk by his rules. So you know what? Let's build a tower so tall, so tall, that no flood will be able to kill us all again. Let's build a tower so tall that actually we will reach heaven. And then not only will we be secure from any flood, we will be secure from any invasion, we will be reaching the position of God in the place where the gods or God is, and we will be in control of everything. On the Babylonian world, they had a similar story, but the context was totally different. For them, when people built this tower and the gods on their tradition came and destroyed it all, they built and actually was a way to put the kings on the first floor, the poorer people on the second and third. And then when you were on the very base of the tower, you had to work to sustain it all, to keep it all was a symbolism of slavery, was a symbolism of pride, arrogance, of social difference, of hatred. And I st stop and think, say, Lord, after the big flood, people didn't learn much, did they? <laughs> Actually, what they did was a way to avoid the control, the guidance of God. Instead of being changed by that experience and go in the power of God to be the people of God, they want to create a shortcut to avoid anything that God may try to do to them. How many times we do the same? It's easier to try to find anything by our own strength than just surrender and trust that God will bring the best way. That's why people sin. That's why people lie. That's why people do so many other things. After the flood, people were multiplying and so were their iniquities. It may look like obedience, but it wasn't. They were cluttering and they were trying to find ways to bring dominance, control over other people. We see very clear here on verse 4 of this Genesis 11 that the aim of them was to build a city, a tower to the heavens, to make a name for themselves, to aim not to be dispersed on the face of the earth, but to be in one place controlling and ruling over all. So there are five basic evil things that I see on this text with these people, but it's so strong nowadays. It's so strong that we need to, to rethink if we are not on the same kind of culture as they were thousands of years ago. And the first thing that I see is that they were seeking security, safety at all costs. That's what they were doing. Let's build a tower because then flood cannot reach us. Other people will be hard to invade us. And you know what? We'll be on top. People on the bottom can work and bring food to us. It's not wrong to be willing to have security and safety, to be healthy. That's not wrong. But where are you seeking those things 
may be very wrong. If you try to seek with your own strength and by your own power, then can be very, very wrong. The second mark of that people, they were arrogant. They thought they need no one. Because of their technology, their wisdom, because of their philosophy or whatever, they would reach God's standards or the standard of heaven. And you know what? On the end of the day, they would control everything because they are so good. Science can re respond to so many things. They had for the first time mortar and bricks. And wow, that was technology. They were reaching the sky like SpaceX yesterday. They were there. But let me tell you guys, arrogance will make you fall like that people fell. Technology is not an enemy of God. We are using that right now and I praise God for that. But again, if my trust is on all of these instead of God and obeying God, then we are ruined. The third thing, not just arrogance, they had this pride. Pride that they were the people that would have the answer, that would achieve it all. Pride comes first, fall comes second, destruction comes third. Fourth, they disobeyed God and continue to do so. It was easier for them to try to find other ways than just obey. Obedience costs. Sometimes people don't like to talk about this, but it, it is. Obedience costs, but will lead us to abundant life. Lois, I love to obey. Yes, uh-huh. Ask your teenagers children if obedience is great answer honestly when your boss asks you to do something that you don't want is obedience good do you love i love when i hear people say i just thrive in obedience i love to hear anything i said uh-huh so go for a walk 10 kilometers you know that's what we should do sometimes and, uh, 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 but but but, but louis yeah so just stop doing or stop saying and then People start to find excuses and reasons why they don't need to obey. But disobedience is a mark of a people that is falling, that is apart from God and far from God. And the fifth evil thing on that culture is that lack of love. Lack of love. On the week where we had George Floyd dying or being killed, In a week where we see, you know, United States just going out of the World Health Organization because they think they are protecting China. In a, in a week where we see so many bad things happening around the world. Do you still think we, we don't have any lack of love? On, on the middle of a pandemic where the first thing that happened was that nobody could find a Uh, alcohol for their hands or toilet paper for whatever reason they want to use toilet paper. Do you still think that it, people really think in someone else? Lack of love. 
that was the base of that society and that people. But let me tell you something, don't, don't get me wrong. That is still the base of societies of the present time. But you know what? Every curse, every problem, every cultural difference, every lack of understanding about God, every lack of relationship with God, pride, you know, people seeking security of all costs and, and, and with the expense of others, all of that can only be healed and transformed through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we celebrate today. That's why Pentecost is so important. That's why the outpouring of the Spirit in your life and my life is so important. Because when the Spirit comes over us, He transforms what is flesh and death in something that is alive and is godly. Something that couldn't be achieved otherwise. Otherwise, we will be like that people with that five basic evil things inside of us. But then when the Holy Spirit come over us, something amazing happened. And do you want to see the difference? We just read the Tower of Babel. Now come with me to Acts chapter 2. And we will see the people when receive the Holy Spirit, what happens to them. And that can happen to us. That's the great news. So the book of Acts. Chapter 2, 5 to 12, and then chapter 2, 42 to 47. So, Acts 2, 5. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together. And they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speaking in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us his own native language? Persians and Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Prisia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? And then let's go to verse 42 to 47. When says the consequence of that? You know, that same people, they, they receive a touch of the Holy Spirit and look what happened. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord add to their numbers day by day 
those who were being saved. Hallelujah. So what that means? That means that the same people that were scattered because of their sins and, and all that five things that I said were the same people that after the Holy Spirit, they became something else. They were the same people. The, the culture was there. The, the flesh was there. But the emptiness was no longer there, was fulfilled or filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that presence of the Holy Spirit producing them eight amazing fruits that happens when we are with God. And the first thing is that they start to, that people, that one characteristic was they were selfish to the extreme. They start to devote themselves They were seeking something beyond themselves. When the Holy Spirit come over us, we start to seek something else because we understand God is real. We understand that it's worth to live a life to pursue His presence. We start to devote ourselves. They had fellowship. The same people that want a higher position... You know, using other people for that. That same people that couldn't care less about if people on the bottom floors would be flooded again. These same people start to have fellowship and true fellowship with one another. They were in awe and they saw many wonders and signs. That is supernatural stuff happening. When the Holy Spirit comes, the supernatural touch earth. They were together. It's amazing to say, it's hard to try. But only by the power of the Holy Spirit we can be together. Even thinking differently, even supporting different teams like Renata does, we, we pray for her. Even being sad with, with decisions and choices, we can be together. And look, that people that just want what was good for them start to selling their possessions and distributing and passing it on to others. That's not natural. But by God, we do it. We become that people. They start to have generous hearts. They start to praise God. And they were being saved and more people adding every day. If God had to come and take that people in scattered because not that no one else could be had, they had to be set apart. Now they were together and God was putting more people because by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can live as one. How different that people can be when they are filled with the Spirit of God. And that's what we celebrate today. Pentecost is to celebrate the transformation of a people By and through the power of God. And then few things happen when we are filled with the Spirit. And the first thing is that we obey in order to receive the Spirit. And as we receive the Spirit, it will be easier to obey even more. That's the first thing. So guys, obey. It's easy. No. But as we obey, it becomes easier. Why? Because when we obey, we receive the Spirit. And then the Spirit within us produces the fruit and produces the drive to be more and more obedient. Look, John 14, 26, it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. 
That's the Holy Spirit. That's what we celebrate today. Obey in order to receive. And as you receive, it will be easier to obey. Second thing, surrender is the path to receive the Holy Spirit. We cannot force the Spirit. But you know what? The great news is that God wants to send the Spirit to us. That's it. But we need, we need to surrender. If, if, if my mug is full, nothing else can enter. But if I pour out, it's empty to receive what is made for. The Bible says that in the last times, God would pour out His Spirit over every flesh. Guys, it's time. The third thing, the presence of the Spirit destroyed all curses. Everything. You know, on, on the Garden of Eden, when human race decided to disobey God, the land was cursed and we start to have thorns and, and hardships. Jesus wore that as a crown when he was on the cross and he destroyed the cursed. On the Old Testament, on the Tower of Babel, you know, the earth was cursed and the whole nations and languages were spread because people just could not do what God wanted them to do. They were choosing again the wrong path. But on, on Pentecost, the curse is paid for. On Pentecost, the Holy Spirit unites us. Create bridges between cultures, bridges between languages. And, and, and he becomes more than any of that. And that's the only reason why we can have a church that is multicultural. If the Holy Spirit is there, otherwise people will kill themselves. But when the Holy Spirit is there, all the curses are destroyed. The land are healed. The cultures are healed. And the fourth and last thing I would like to say, guys. Remember of Luke 11, 11, 13. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The good news is that God wants to send His Holy Spirit. And the good news is that we can ask the Holy Spirit to come over us today. And the Bible says that's what God wants to send. It's not a maybe. It's, it is what God wants to do. So, I'd like to invite you guys now to close your eyes. And just meditate a little bit on what we just shared. Father, I pray now that you speak to us. That you may send your Holy Spirit now. That we may know you by who you are. To have a, this fresh relationship with a God that is alive. I bless everyone that is listening to this message. And I pray now for the manifestation of your presence to be with them. Thanks for joining the Connect Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to ask us a question, please go to www.cntchurch.co.uk.